Hello everybody. Thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. This is our short and snappy presentation, um, finishing the series on blood pressure assessment in cats. So today's presentation is all about how to interpret blood pressure readings. And as usual, if you want a copy of the slides used, um, feel free to drop me an email or put, uh, if you're listening live, put your email address into the chat box. So the plan for this session is to answer these questions to start with. How do we interpret our blood pressure readings? What's a normal reading? What's a low reading? And what's a high reading? And I'm going to focus on our conscious cats for answering all of these, although I will make some comments about anaesthetized cats as well. And then lastly, um, finish off by talking about this big challenge that we often have with our hypertensive cats or potentially hypertensive cats, which is how do we decide whether a high reading is real, genuinely due to systemic hypertension versus a high reading due to this phenomenon called situational hypertension, which is where we can see a temporary increase in blood pressure readings caused by stress, anxiety or excitement. So we'll finish off by answering that question. So firstly, what's a normal reading for blood pressure in a conscious cat? Uh, well, as you will know, if you've listened to any of the previous sessions, my preference is to use the Doppler methodology. So all of the reference ranges I'm using are primarily based on that. If you do use an oscillometric machine, then I would recommend an HDO, a high definition oscillometric machine. And for a, a normal cat, healthy cat, in a consulting room, having been as cat friendly and calm as you possibly can, typically you're going to have systolic blood pressure readings between 120 and 140 millimetres of mercury. Hence this normal result being less than 140 millimetres of mercury. Hypotension, um, having an abnormally, abnormally low blood pressure, um, is typically seen in cats that have a systolic blood pressure less than 110 millimetres of mercury uh, when conscious. And probably the most common reasons for that uh, listed on the slide would include things like heart disease. So if you your cat has primary heart disease, the heart is obviously not as effective a pump and so blood pressure tends to be a little bit lower but also if the cat is dehydrated, shocked, hypovolemic, has uh, sepsis, for example, those would be all other good reasons. So a cat with acute pancreatitis, for example. Under anaesthetic, we need to have a, a different approach to our blood pressure assessment. Um, as you would expect, blood pressure readings tend to be lower in patients when they're anaesthetized. And I've just put on this slide the figures that I would use for being concerned about drops in blood pressure. So we expect a drop in blood pressure, but we really want that drop in blood pressure to be minimized to make, to make sure that our organs are all going to be uh, perfused as normal. And so for the Doppler methodology, I would tend to use a cutoff of about 80 millimetres of mercury. Blood pressures below that, that point, uh, I will want to intervene and that might be to reduce the concentration of anaesthetic gas. Um, it might be to give a bolus of fluids, for example. Um, also consider analgesia if you think pain might be um, having an impact on your anaesthesia as well. The numbers are a little bit different for an HDO machine because actually these tend to perform better under anaesthesia and so you can use what would be considered a more real indication of low blood pressure or concerningly low blood pressure and I've put less than 60 millimetres of mercury here. 
Doppler machines tend to be less accurate at low blood pressure readings um, in anaesthetized cats. And that's why I've put a slightly higher number there. And this is just uh, really based on clinical experience and consensus among experts at the moment. As you'll know from, again, if you've listened to previous sessions, there is no perfect blood pressure monitor that is non-invasive, that is not putting a needle into an artery. But this is uh, uh, my advice and guidelines for you. So now let's look at the high readings. So above 140 is considered abnormal. And we have the first category, systolic blood pressure between 140 and 159 millimetres of mercury. And this would be considered um, a uh, compatible with the diagnosis of pre-hypertension, um, but also compatible with the diagnosis of this situational hypertension as previously mentioned. The good news from a hypertension perspective is that actually the risk of target organ damage, so bleeding in the eyes, proteinuria and other damaging consequences of hypertension are quite low uh, with cats that have a blood pressure in this sort of region. So we don't normally recommend treatment unless there is evidence of target organ damage. And if there is evidence of target organ damage, then treatment uh, straight away would be suggested. But this is a point where we want to monitor our patients more closely um, and monitor them not only in terms of their blood pressure readings, but also target organ damage so that we can intervene as soon as that feels to be the appropriate thing. We're much more worried though, of course, about blood pressure readings that are even higher than that. So firstly, we have systolic blood pressure readings between 160 and 179. Um, and that would be um, compatible with the diagnosis of hypertension and associated with a moderate risk of target organ damage versus severe hypertension, where systolic blood pressure readings are 180 millimeters of mercury or greater. And that is, of course, much more worrying and much much greater risk of target organ damage. And as a reminder, the definition of hypertension at the top of the slide here, so that is a persistent pathological increase in blood pressure of 160 millimetres of mercury or greater. But of course, the other possibility we also need to consider for both of these groups of hypertensive cats or potentially hypertensive cats is that they may have this temporary increase in blood pressure, what's called situational hypertension, where stress or anxiety has pushed the blood pressure up a little bit. Um, and of course, those cats don't need treatment. So before starting treatment, we need to make sure that we're confident in our diagnosis and that we feel sure that our patient has genuine systemic hypertension. And the big question, of course, is how do we do that? And I will give you my tips in just a moment, um, but a take-home message would be it's not always easy. We, we can uh, work through these cases in a methodical way, but there are always going to be some situations where you still feel, I'm not quite sure. But what I would recommend that you do in terms of answering this question is firstly, follow all the recommendations I've made in previous sessions about how to be cat friendly. So um, earlier in this series, we had a session dedicated to situational hypertension. And, and if you've not had a chance to look at that yet, it's on the video tutorial page of the website. So you can access that and, and have a look. So make sure you do things in a calm, quiet place, that you take your time um, and that you allow the cat some time to acclimatize to the procedure before taking measurements. 
Second thing is to look for evidence of target organ damage. And the number one recommendation here is to look at the eyes. And that's what I spoke about in the last session, how to look at the eyes for evidence of target organ damage and what to look for. And often the changes that you see are actually very dramatic and very pathognomonic. So you can with confidence say, for example, if you see bleeding at the back of the eye or retinal detachment, yes, I think this is you know, really unlikely to be caused by any other illness. Um, really systemic hypertension is the number one differential. And if you have evidence of target organ damage, and you've had a high blood pressure reading, then you have confirmed your diagnosis and you can move straight on to treatment. If on the other hand, you don't have evidence of target organ damage, and that could be ocular, a normal ocular examination, for example, but also you may have looked for presence of proteinuria, which is a renal manifestation of systemic hypertension or one renal uh, manifestation of systemic hypertension, then you need to confirm that you have persistence of your high blood pressure readings before starting treatment. And the current guidelines are that if blood pressure is between 160 and 100 179 um, because the the risk of target organ damage is moderate so it's not really severe um, we can actually take a little bit of time to uh, feel comfortable in our diagnosis so we can repeat measurements over a one to two month period and if they are persistently in that region so if we have two or three occasions when the cat's blood pressure has been persistently in that region of 160 to 179 then that is considered enough uh, justification to consider treatment. For cats with a blood pressure of 180 or higher, because the risk of target organ damage is much, much greater, these are cats that potentially could uh, go blind as a result of retinal detachment or retinal hemorrhage, for example. Therefore, we need to monitor these cats more closely. And the recommendation is that we repeat our blood pressure readings uh, within one to two weeks. And if we have several high readings in that one to two week period, then again, that's justification for us to go on and consider treatment. We also at this point uh, need to make sure we have considered the patient as a whole. So if we've not already got uh, knowledge about potential underlying diseases with an association with hypertension, such as chronic kidney disease or hypothyroidism, now might be a time to, to perform some investigations aimed at ruling out those possibilities. And we can also look, if we've not already done so, for other evidence of target organ damage, such as the proteinuria that I've mentioned. So hopefully that uh, has been a useful update to assessment and interpretation of blood pressure readings. Hypertension, uh, as a reminder, we're looking either for a persistent high reading, 160 millimetres of mercury or more, or a single high reading in combination with target organ damage. And looking at the eyes is my number one recommendation um, to become familiar and comfortable with that because that can be incredibly helpful. And of course, when it comes to minimizing situational hypertension, just try and be as cat friendly as you can so that your cats are as comfortable and calm for the procedure. And I think having their owner present as well helps to reduce stress levels. 
Further resources on this topic are available on the website. So we've got uh, other videos, other webinars that you can access on the video tutorial page. Also on that same page, there are some videos of procedures like blood pressure measurement, examination of the eyes. Um, there are technical guides, the free downloads, which you can access as well. Um, and uh, further information as itemized on this slide. So please do make the most of any of these and feel free to email me if you would like uh, access to a copy of these slides, for example. Example.